When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This episode of Writing Excuses has been brought to you by Audible. Visit audiblepodcast.com slash excuse for free trial membership. This is Writing Excuses, Season 5, Episode 1. Third Person Limited. 15 minutes long because you're in a hurry. And we're not that smart. I'm Brandon. I'm Dan. I'm Howard. And welcome to Season 5. Woohoo! Part of me is amazed we made it this far. Yay! Yay! Yay, Yay Jordan. We've done like 120, 130 of these episodes. Man. Wow. Uh, up to 150. No, 100, yeah, you're right. Well, we can't count, but that's okay yeah. because... We're not that smart. Yeah. Um, we want to do a, a couple of podcasts where we focus on, focus on the different viewpoints that you can do. And we thought we'd start with Third Limited since um, I think since a lot of us are... first most, would be too simple. Yeah, it's exactly right because, you know, it would be first Chronological. For, yeah. So Third that. Limited. Um, third Limited is... We, we did a whole podcast on the different types of viewpoints, but a quick catch-up. Third Limited is where you pick a character's eyes to see through for a given scene. You write that view that character's viewpoint through that scene you only give what they could see and know you give a share of their thoughts and then for another scene you might pick a different character um really quickly for the first part of the podcast let's go over again what are the advantages dan why would you want to write in third limited well one of the things that third will let you do is have multiple viewpoints within the same book Okay. Which I suppose is possible with first, but... I've seen it with first. But um, doesn't work and is very, very hard to pull off. Yeah. Third, on the other hand, any big fantasy book, any big thriller is probably going to have multiple viewpoints, and Third Limited lets that happen very, well, very it's smoothly. Not just the, it's not just the viewpoints. It's being able to portray characters sympathetically because you are in their head. Mm -hmm. You are getting their thoughts. You are getting their viewpoint of the world. Um, well, and first can do that really well also, but because the characters are I, um, anytime you go beyond one viewpoint, I, I think two is actually pretty reasonably easy to do with first person, but going beyond two gets really crazy because the reader's head has lots of trouble keeping all the eyes straight. Yeah. Whose eye, whose eyes, not the eye, the other eye you're seeing through <laughs> for a given scene. Who's self? Yeah. Um, and, and third limited also does allow you to, um, third limited is, is inherently less um, biased. Like mm -hmm. a, a first yeah. person narrative, a really good one is going to be generally colored a lot more by the character. And third allows you then to present, present information. You can actually take one step toward omniscient. It's like halfway point between first and omniscient, which allows you sometimes in narrative, you're going to be able to get, a, get away with things. Um, you can get away with having the narrative be just a little bit more eloquent than perhaps the character's viewpoint should allow. You're going to be allowed to, it's kind of like 
you can cheat just a little bit, which is nice. Yeah, um, well, you've also, you don't have to create that artifice in which the first person narrator is telling you a story. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Which, it, you know, in, in some genres works great, and in other yeah. genres just seems really weird. Yeah. Um, I mean, there is that, that whole, the whole question of first, and this isn't a podcast about first, we'll talk about it later, but there is that question of how is the story being told? Is it simply happening in the character's mind? And if it's first person, is it immediately going to make us assume that the first person narrator then survived? You don't have any of those issues. Um, Third is a wonderful viewpoint. I really like working in it. It's my favorite. I keep going back to it. It's probably because I'm naturally an epic fantasy writer and it tends to be the type of um, thing we do in epic fantasy. And so, advice. Let's talk about advice for, um, for readers. Why, what, what can you do wrong with Third Limited and how do you avoid it? How do you avoid making mistakes? Pitfall, pitfall number one, uh, having too many characters too early. Okay. Uh, you you want you got to find the right number of viewpoints, and you have to find the viewpoints. You have to make sure that you have enough viewpoints to establish, or not established, but to support the various plot threads that you're trying to drive. I think that's an excellent suggestion, particularly for mm -hmm. new writers. And I think we've mentioned it before on the podcast. Um, getting bogged down with too many viewpoints is a real temptation, particularly if you've read a lot of epic fantasy, and particularly if you've read the later books in big epic fantasy series, you know, you've got dozens of characters flying around, um, not literally, but sometimes literally, <laughs> and you want to start with that same epic feel, and it's really easy to let the, the book get out of control. Now, a uh, point of advice for people that do still want to dabble with having lots of different characters, I'm reading right now uh, Patient Zero by Jonathan Mayberry, uh -huh. which is lots of very, very short chapters. The right. scenes are short, and they begin, I mean, the chapter yeah. heading is essentially telling you where we are and whose head we're in, right. which is a very nice trick right. to adapt and switch from one to another because yeah. it's immediately obvious what's going on. It gets you into the scene very quickly, and then you can run from there. George Martin does the same thing, Song of Fire and Ice, names mm -hmm. each chapter after the viewpoint character, and he starts juggling a lot of characters right from the get-go. It seems to work better with short viewpoints if you're going to juggle a lot of characters. Uh, Martin does it. Uh, Kevin Anderson does it in the Seven Suns series. Um, and apparently, Patience Zero, which Mayberry. I haven't read. Even, very, very well. Even if you're going to do that, you need to sit down with your outline. Mm -hmm. And I, yeah. I, would, I would actually argue that if you're going to do that many viewpoints, you need a strong outline so that you right. can look at your plot threads, you can look at your goals, you know, the, the various character goals, and determine how many viewpoints you need to support these right. and position them all correctly. Now, I would also say... Um, stay away from putting too many different characters in too many different places. We've talked about this before, but having a lot of viewpoints doesn't have to mean having a lot of plot lines. Yeah. You can have, as Mar George Martin did, start your book with seven viewpoint characters all in the same place trying to achieve the same goal and just hop between them viewing events in a chronological order, and it's much easier to keep track of. Well, and when I say yeah. plot lines, um, in many cases, character development you know, these two characters are in the same place the whole time, but they may have different plots because yeah. they are developing differently. Right. And that's the sort of thing that you might need multiple viewpoints in order right. to support. Now, yeah. another, another pitfall, and I've, I've actually, actually, I think, mentioned this in the podcast before, and it's, it's a painful one for me to admit because I tend to break this, pro this one. You know, <laughs> this is the rule that I suppose you can break, or at least I do. But be very aware, if you're doing third limited... Um, of withholding information from the reader. Yes. The reader is going to expect Third Limited to be more honest than first person. Yes. A first person narrator can 
excise entire portions of their, of their narrative if they feel like they want to, depending on the type of first person you're doing. Third person, that's going to feel really cheap. And I, and I still have wiggled around it some places, and I worry personally that it, it's a little cheap for me to do. Um, but you at least have to acknowledge that the character's saying, no, I can't think about that right now, or these sorts of things, and you can't do it too much, otherwise you're going to, you know, cheat. Yeah. Reader's if, you're, if your mm -hmm. plot twist requires the, if the punch of your plot twist requires the reader not being told something that one of the characters explicitly knows, right. then the best thing for you to do is not touch on that character's viewpoint when that character is yeah. thinking about those things or being involved right. with those things. Or go with first person instead, because that really, if you're, if you're wanting to withhold information from the reader that way, Stay away from those viewpoints or use first person yeah, when they it's can. Pretty, it's pretty cheap when the viewpoint character says, I have a plan, and then we cut away. Yep. Now, <laughs> you know, yeah. It, and that's, sometimes that's fun, yeah, sometimes and I've done fun. that myself. Uh-huh. But, um, yeah. but what's really cheap is when the character says, I've got a plan, and then they don't tell you what that plan is, despite the fact that they're in their head, for the next 400 pages. Mm -hmm. That can be really problematic. Oh, and that's, a, that's actually a, a huge thing with first person as well. But. Yeah. Hey writers, are you thinking about learning a new language? I think exploring the world, experiencing other cultures, and being able to communicate with people outside your everyday experience lets you create richer, better stories. A great way to do that is with Rosetta Stone, a trusted expert for over 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. They use an immersive technique which leads to fast language acquisition. It's an intuitive process that helps you really learn to speak, listen, and most of all think in the language you're trying to learn. They also feature true accent speech recognition technology that gives you feedback on your pronunciation. It's like having a voice coach in your home. Learn at home or on the go with a desktop and mobile app that let you download and access lessons even when you're offline. And it's an amazing value. A lifetime membership gives you access to all 25 languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, Japanese, and, of course, Korean. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Writing Excuses listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, um, we're going to stop for an ad. Ad. This week's book is Soulless by Gail Carriger. It's a steampunk bodice ripper sort of novel, only only not quite as bodice rippy and more steampunky. I I have to confess, I did not expect to love this book as much as I did. Um, it's a well, the, the cover kind of kind of sets it up nicely: vampires, werewolves, and parasols. And what's interesting about this is that I've been reading so much third-person limited fiction recently that uh, as I I was about three pages in and I felt like, oh my gosh, that's a POV error. <laughs> oh no, there's another POV error. What the heck is going on? And then I realized, oh, this is actually uh, third-person omniscient with with a strong respect for the central character of the scene, which... So, wait, Howard, you decided to promo a third omniscient book during our third-person limited? I actually did, you because it was very educational for me about what is actually third-person limited and what is not. Well, well, I think that very few people write for third-person omniscient these days, especially in genre fiction, so that okay. is Okay, there we go. Anyway, so I love this example. book. Uh, my wife loved this book. My 15-year-old uh, daughter loved this book. This was, this got passed around the house. Okay. Well, that's uh, audiblepodcast.com slash excuse to uh, start your 15-day free trial and download Solus for free. All right. Um, Dan, you had another pitfall. Yes, and, and uh, Howard already mentioned it, point-of-view errors, Yes, which are very, very tempting to do when you're doing third-person limited because you as the author are omniscient, and you know what everyone in the, character, everyone well, in the room is thinking. I'm omniscient, but most Well, people. okay. <laughs> Brandon is omniscient outside of fiction, but whatever. No, you're riding along, and your main character knows exactly what he or she is thinking and feeling, and then you think, and then you type... You know, the man down the street was terrified. Well, right. your main character doesn't know that. The, the person, you, you, it's very easy to slip into things like that and the, say... The reason the Carragher novel uh, is third-person omniscient instead of third-person limited is because the tone of the narration is inherently snarky and fun. And mm -hmm. sometimes you want to be able to say something snarky about what another character's opinion is of matters with that right. character actually voicing it. Right. And so if you fall into that and you're trying to do true third-person limited, yeah, it's a POV error. Mm -hmm. Now, we, we really need to spend some time talking about how to do it well. We've talked about pitfalls. Yes, let's. We want, let's give some advice on how to do it well. And I'll, I'll just start this off by saying, realize your strengths. And one of the strengths of writing Third Limit, in fact, one of the strengths of writing over some other sort of storytelling forms like cinema, is the ability that we have to present the world through the lens of a character's eye. Mm -hmm. And Third Limited, when it's written really, really well, will allow you to paint the world through the character's viewpoint, which therefore will allow you, you know, you can do this in first person too, but if you really want to do it well, Third Limited, Make sure the character's way of seeing the world influences what they're doing. An example of this I used um, when I was talking about Third Limited at JordanCon, I used Robert Jordan, who is a very good Third Limited writer. He loves Third Limited. And if you write really well, you can take simple things like a glass of water sitting on the table and how 
three different characters passing through the same room would notice that glass of water and what they would think of it will show something about their culture, their personality, and the world you live in, how they all react differently to this cup of water. And that's what Third Limited can really let you sing and be wonderful at doing, is by showing different perspectives like this. Half full, half empty. Half full, half empty. Who the heck left a glass out on that wooden table? <laughs> right. Or, a coaster. Exactly. Those are just three ways to do it. Or, you know, the, the Wheel of Time books, you've got one character that values water a lot. They see a cup of water, they think, that's a huge wealth sitting on the table. Whereas, you know, another, another character might see the, the, the goblet and say, oh, look at this goblet. It was, you know, finely crafted. I think I may lift that and take it with me when I pass the other direction mm -hmm. on the way out. Different views on a simple thing like that will just make your characters come to life. The other thing, or one of the other techniques that I like is when different viewpoint characters have different metaphors that they use for describing the world around them. Yeah. Not necessarily verbal metaphors, but right. as they are comparing things to their own experiences. Exactly. I find, even though I don't technically write third limited, I'm writing third cinematic, um, I'm very careful with my choice of metaphors so that you know some characters will say some things you know, we will say one thing in right. one way, another would say it completely differently, and that informs their, their thought processes, their perspectives, all of that. And you want to use this as a tool to, mm -hmm. to be an advantage to you. You don't just want to write um, carelessly. You want to try and work these little things into um, every sentence, every paragraph. Now, another really good example from Patient Zero by Jonathan mm -hmm. Mayberry. Uh, this book begins with a character being approached by some FBI agents while he's at the beach. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't just say you know, they showed up. It, it talks about them, um, you know, he, he sees them coming, he analyzes the formation in which they're coming and what that tells him about them. Then when they get him into the car, he notices the way the FBI agent is sitting so that he can reach his gun really easily. And then he takes it even further and says, but he still wasn't doing it quite as well as I would have done it. You know, and so you get right. that whole, you get so much character just out of the way he uh, is analyzing the motion of these guys. Um, a suggestion also to help you if you're writing third limited, you are using multiple viewpoints, which hopefully with, with third limited you're taking advantage of that. You don't have to, but it, it is a good thing to do. Um, you can sometimes show contrast through two characters that you place close together. And they can be simple things. For instance, again, I'll go back to Robert Jordan. A lot of people have read him, and I'm, I'm very <coughs> steeped in his, his world right now. Um, he's writing in a world where people are inherently more sexist than they are during our modern sensibilities. And this could come off very, very poorly with the reader with our modern sensibilities. And the way he approaches it, I think, is brilliant because he will intentionally have one scene from a guy's viewpoint followed by a scene from a girl's viewpoint. And they will both think the same sexist comment about one another. If you really watch, they'll, you know, yep. the men will think something like, oh, women and they're gossiping. And in the next chapter, the women viewpoint, like, oh, men and they're gossiping, sitting around the fire after, you know, after a battle, you can't trust their gossip. And he'll do things like this to kind of show the, um, the irony of it. It'll also show the culture and the world and the characters by who thinks this and who doesn't. And there's a um, fun reflection yeah. of human nature there. You know, that's, right. that's Robert Jordan, uh, making social commentary yeah. as much as just writing good fantasy. Yeah, and you can use this, you can show this contrast. Put these things close together and have people 
different people see the same things or seeing the same situations. And if they think the same things, that could tell you something. Or if they think opposite things, that could also tell you something. And it, it just allows you to, to use it as a tool to, to get these things across. I think one thing we should talk about is knowing when, you know, which viewpoint to choose for a given scene. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the starting points, I think, came from Orson Scott Card, who said, uh, your scene should be from the perspective of whoever's in the most pain at the time or whoever has to make the biggest decision. Yep. That's good advice. Um, very good advice. Um, I tend to try and pick the scene where we've, um, we've got someone in the driver's seat. And that also allows you to feel more active. But, of course, sometimes you want to pick the scene, the, the viewpoint where the character is not in the driver's seat because that does put them in pain. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Sometimes just, yeah. I pick, uh, I, I've got a character who has just taken the driver's seat, and I will choose perspectives that are ancillary to that because the reactions to what's happening are more important than the decision to make it happen. All right. Um, we're out of time. I'm going to go ahead and give us our writing prompt this week. Um, I want you to write a scene where Howard and Dan and me and then producer Jordo all walk through a room and it's in our perspectives and we are all going to think differently. And you have to write this just knowing, having listened and knowing. <laughs> you just asked people to write Howard Taylor fanfic. Yes, I did. Um, <clears throat> I nice. do it every night. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> practice before we I go to bed. Stop anyway. recording quickly. <laughs> so I want you to do this and um, see how the four of us see the world differently. <laughs> this has been right. What are the bets that my perspective is soaked in blood? <laughs> You're out of my blood. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.